بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على الأشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد حياكم الله جميع مبارك الله فيكم الحمد لله we uh, in the previous lesson we began by discussing the bab the chapter referring to the qada' al-haja by fulfilling one's needs by way of the using of the bathroom and we also we concluded the bab al-ina the chapter referring to the utensils the Bible Anya rather, referring to the utensils. And when we began, we began by mentioning in terms of the Qadat Haja that from the Adab, from the etiquette of using the bathroom, is that a particular supplication is mentioned before entering. Now, I'm person mentions a particular supplication before entering the bathroom. And that uh, supplication is what? <coughs> supplication before entering? No, nah, before entering. No. Bismillah, a'udhu bika, na'khuthi wal khabaith. And the next... Adab also mentioned is that the person they leave once they leave they mention what Quranic and what was the reasoning for that why did they mention it? Naam. so the the point where they are in the bathroom then this is a this is a place where or a period of time where they cannot be in the remembrance of Allah. And so thus, person seeks forgiveness as soon as they are able to, once they leave that, that bathroom, or they leave the toilet. And uh, the next adab mentioned from the adab is that the person, when entering the bathroom, they enter how? With the left foot, why? Because? He would inside. I didn't hear this before. That you've heard, so you've heard that if the, from, the, from the reasons, if the person steps in the left, that to avoid any, to fall, falling inwards if they were to, to, to die. Okay. No. No, yeah, yeah, I need to, even with the left foot, um, so the, 
No. Is it the other way around? The other way around. So you're saying that if he was to step with the 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 right foot, then if he was to essentially pass out and then die from that, then he'll fall backwards. If he step with the left foot, then no. Like I said, it's not to, to negate the its validity. We still haven't heard it before. No, exactly. So, what other reasons then, or what are the reasons that we mentioned that we discussed last week? Naam, so anything that is regarded as being something which is lowly, <coughs> Naam, it started with uh, the left. Any general action, so anything of, so anything which is nobility or anything, even that is just general, then it should be started with the right. Naam, so not even necessarily it has to be an action of nobility, but it should be started with the right. Naam, for example, what? Afwan, sorry, so from not the example, what's the, the, what's the hadith or what's the proof that you should start with your right or begin to do your action with the right? The hadith of? Eating. Eating. So don't eat with the left. That's one narration. Naam. The hadith of Aisha, radiallahu anha. Where it mentions that the the Messenger of Allah kind of yeah, the, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu would prefer to do and begin things with the right hand side. Naam, whether that be from his comb the hair, wearing the shoes, his purification, and in all of his affairs. So it mentions all of his affairs in the narration. Naam. And so we understand that any action that we do, in general, then we should start with the right. However, in contrast to that, if the action is one which is regarded as being uh, either lowly or may, may even constitute some form of harm, then it should be done and began with the left. Naam, it should be begun with the left. Thereafter, from the adab as well, from the mannerisms of using the bathroom, is that the person should not enter the bathroom with something that contains the name of Allah. Now, they should not enter the bathroom with something that contains the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what is the proof used for that? The Nabi entering the bathroom would remove the ring. And uh, what's, why is that a proof? Him removing the ring, I've mentioned. No. So it has the name of Allah written on it, and Rasulullah essentially written on it. So due to that, it was mentioned. And so then we say that based upon that, the person should not enter the bathroom with something with Allah's name written on it. And anything that has anything that has anything from nobility upon it. Hence why we went into the discussion as well 
about uh, the mobile phones. We were discussing the mobile phones. Remember the message that we discussed regarding the mobile phones? What did we mention? Ringtones, what? Well. So, so, so then what shouldn't be on the ringtone? What are we, what are we saying shouldn't be on the ringtone? Ah, oh, yeah, so recitation of, of, of Quran, for example, or the Adhan, or an alarm with the Adhan, or things like this, that the person shouldn't have these things right, in terms of with their, with their telephones and the likes of that. Now, Along with that as well, we mentioned uh, that the person, when using the bathroom, then, then they should lean upon the left-hand side. Naam, lean upon the left-hand side. However, we, we, the narration that we looked at, we looked at, we mentioned regarding this, fihi nadar, in relation to its sihah, in relation to its authenticity, so... That's something that we're going to come back to, inshallah. Um, as well as that, from the adab of using the bathroom, or naam, when a person uses the bathroom, is that when one's urinating, that they should urinate upon uh, a surface which is soft. So when urinating, it would be required for them to urinate upon a surface which is soft. And the reason for that is? No, so it doesn't, it doesn't splash anything and spread the, the impurity even further. And likewise as well, if the person is um, in an open, an open space and they need to <coughs> use a bathroom, then what should they do in that scenario? If they're in an open space... They should go as far as possible away from the people. Now, go as far as possible away. And after that, as well, we mentioned in relation to the person should not urinate inside holes or grooves and the likes of that. Why? Now, because it's the Masakin of Jinn. So it's the places where the Shayateen may live and this may bring about greater harm so it's, it's a means of um, protection or security in order to not bring about greater harm for themselves as well as that if it's not shayateen what else animals. the animals other creatures animals. no so come animals that may bring about harm likewise as well the person should not uh, urinate or use as a bathroom or, or nam fulfill that need in the pathway, nor within the shade. Naam, let's not do so. And this is uh, due to the narration of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where he mentions, Ittaku la'nayin, kala wa ma la'nayan, wa ma la'inan afwan. قال الذي يتخلى في طريق الناس أو في ذلهم نعم سأتاكو لا عينين so fear the two affairs that are uh, accursed two accursed affairs and they were asked thus he was asked what are these two accursed affairs 
Ali mentions that the two accursed affairs is the one that takes the pathway of the people as a, as a means of using the toilet or their shade. This is the narration mention of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thereafter, this is going on to where we left off istiqbal, where the person faces. So this is the, from today's lesson. And the author Ibn Qudam rahimahullah, he mentioned, وَلَا يَسْتَقْبِلَ الشَّمْسِ وَلَا قَمَرِ That the person should not face the sun nor the moon, I when they are using the bathroom. Shaykhana Shaykh Ubaid, rahimahullah, he mentions that this speech here is from the ishtihad of the scholars. It's the ishtihad of the fuqaha. However, in reality, there's, it cannot be said that there's a particular nas, there's a particular text that supports this, that, the, that you, you say the person cannot face the sun or the moon, because this is something that is liable to occur. It's not something that is in a person's control, essentially. Either position the sun or the moon when they need to use the bathroom. And so, essentially, this point here, Meshavah ibn Qudama, is a point of ishtihad, however, uh, there's a that a person is going to end up facing the shams or the qamar at some point. Thereafter, we have the mas'ala, وَلَا يَسْتَقْبِلِ kibla That the person should not face the qibla. And this is based upon the hadith, the person should not face the qibla, Um, this is based on the hadith of Abu Ayyub al-Ansari <coughs> Hadith of Abu Ayyub al-Ansari Qal, qal Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ida ata ahadukum al-ghaid Fala yastakbilu al-kibla Wala yuwalliha Zahrahu Sharriku Aw gharribu And the narration mentions that if you come right, to need the bathroom, so the person needs to use the bathroom, then do not face the Qibla. Do not face the Qibla. And do not turn your back to it. Rather, <coughs> turn to the east or the west. Turn to the east or the west. So the first thing in relation to this narration, that this narration is a clear indication of is tahrim. So one would look at this upon this narration and and take the hukum and understand from it the hukum, the ruling that is haram. That is haram to face the qibla when using the bathroom. And it's haram likewise to turn your back towards the Qibla as well when using the bathroom. And where the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he mentions in the narration Sharriqu or Gharribu Yani turn to the east or turn to the west. Then the Shaykh and the Shaykh Ubaid 
Rahimahullah, he mentions that people are of two types. A nice man. Two types of people. The first are those that have the Qibla to their, to the north or to the south. So you have individuals whose Qibla is to the north or to the south. Like ourselves here. Naam, like ourselves here. Yeah, in Britain, I'm woman. That when we face the Qibla, we are, we are facing which direction? You don't know? Southeast. 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 Now, so yeah, essentially to the south. Now, so if you're in this country, essentially you're going to face towards the south. Like southeast. So in this case, then, the narration where it mentions Shabriku or Gharibu, and you face the east and the west, if your Qibla is to the north or is to the south, then yes, you would face to the east and the west when using the bathroom. Hence, you will not have yourself facing the Qibla when using the bathroom, nor you have your back to it. Then you have those whose Qibla is to the east or to the west. So you have those who have the Qibla and is to the east or to the west of wherever they are residing or wherever they are using the bathroom at this point. In this scenario, then the opposite is true. Then they seek to face towards the north or to the south, or to the north and to the south. Hence, they, by way of that, they avoid facing the Qibla whilst using the bathroom, <coughs> and also they avoid having their back towards the Qibla. Now, this is in regards to the one that is uh, facing the Qibla and Allah Ta'ala knows best. However, you have the hadith of Umar ibn Khattab عنه, in which he mentions when was in the bait of Hafsa عنها, that the Nabi والسلام, was within the home and he was using the bathroom facing the Qibla. He was narration. That he was facing Makkah by facing the Qibla. So we have the narration of Abu Ayyub al Ansari, the previous narration, which mentions Do not place the Qibla, do not put your back on it. Now you have the narration of Umar al-Khattab. Where he the Messenger of Allah, so it's on the face of Qibla. From Ava Rafa, what are we going to do? So which one is narrated to the outside, which one is narrated to inside? So the narration of Abu Ayyub al-Ansari is narrated to outside. Okay. And the, one, the, the narration the the of house. Omar is based in the house. In the home. So there's barriers between you. Okay. So, so then, what would you understand? What would you understand by way of what you just mentioned? One narration. So the first narration of Abu Ayyub and Ansari, which is the narration of the Nahi, a prohibition to not face the Qibla. Naam. That this narration is outside. 
And the narration of Umar ibn Khattab, that this is the narration of within the home, within the, within the buildings. So then what would we say in relation to the ahkam then, based upon what you mentioned? You shouldn't have faced the Kibla. That's, uh, you say you shouldn't have faced the Kibla. Let me say what we're saying. Is, we're talking about ruling stuff. So when we say you shouldn't. Ruling is it's not allowed outside. Not allowed in the haram? Yeah, and the inside is haram. <laughs> <laughs> the Jews. So he's saying if it's outside, it's haram. Based on the, the prohibition, you were saying that it's haram outside. Well, okay, we could say it's makruh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it said, do not. So it's a nahi. Okay. The message of Allah mentioned the nahi. Now, so this is something that this uh, is mentioned here, or as mentioned by Daud, Zawlah Khair. That there's a distinction between the two. Naam. That the first hadith mentions that, or the, this is understood from being outside. The first, the second narration is from understood from being inside. So, Sheikh Ubaid he mentions that um, if we were to make jamat between the two narrations, that yes, this would indicate that facing the qibla outside is haram. So if you if the person is using the bathroom outside and you feel for that you're in an open space, and facing the qibla, if they're facing the qibla in that scenario and they've got their back towards the qibla in that or the back towards the qibla in that scenario, then this is an actual cheese muharram haram. Whilst within the building, if their person is within the home or the building, let's say, then the facing the qibla is permissible <laughs> due to the two narrations. And Sheikh Obeid mentions. That this is a jam hasan. And this is a good way to harmonize and combine between the two narrations. This is what refers to as a jam hasan. But then you have others where they mention that the narration of, uh, of Umar ibn Khattab is the nasikh. So it abrogates. So some Ahl al say that the narration of Ibn al-Khattab abrogates the first narration. So the narration of the, of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, abrogate, or, or be, and he faced the Qibla, rather, then this narration abrogates the first narration. Naam. However, we wouldn't take that as... Uh, or take a hukum based upon that for what reason? Not necessarily that. Not necessarily that of the time scale. Not necessarily the issue of time scale. Something even before that. One of them saying us because one of them said I saw, one of them said I heard. Not necessarily that evil. Why why would we say why would you not say that one abrogates the other? Now, because it's possible to make jump, it's possible to reconcile between the two narrations. And something we discussed previously is that there are stages. If there are, if there are narrations that appear to contradict one another, I may, and may appear to contradict another, one another in terms of ahkam as well, 
then there are stages in in way in which the person ha- deals with that apparent khilaf. The first of them is that the person seeks to reconcile. Thereafter, the person seeks to seeks to find if one is nasik or mansukh, one is uh, abrogates the other. Thereafter, the person seeks tarjih. So they seek to find which of the which of these nusuls are stronger than the other. Tell you. However, in this scenario, it's possible to make jam. It's possible to reconcile between the two. So there's no discussion about nasikh and mansukh. There's no discussion about one abrogating the other. One ruling abrogating the other ruling. Why? Because it's possible to reconcile between the two. So in this scenario, because it's possible to reconcile between the two, in which we said that the tahrim, it being haram, is, is that the fact that it's haram to use the bathroom in open space outside facing the Qibla, whilst it's permissible inside. Because it's possible to make jam in that regard, then the Nasik Masuk is not a discussion. Along with that, it's possible to make jam in another way as well. How? How can you harmonize and reconcile in another way? It's in two narrations. You touched on it earlier. Nah. That's not what you touched on it. <laughs> because it's possible to say that the hukum would be that it's makru. It's possible to say that the hukum and Allah Ta'ala knows best. That's, that's what appears to be the uh the, the haq in that regard, the rajih in that regard. That the, the nahi is there, but the nahi is, is upon it being makhruh, yani. The nahi is due to the fact that facing the qibla or having your back towards the qibla is one which is, and that which is uh, makhruh. And not maharram. Due to the fact that you have no issue of the Nabi, doing so. And so that's... Uh, Allah knows best, but that is the stronger <coughs> of the two opinions. Allah Taala knows of, of the all of the opinions in this regard. Wallahu a'lam. Thereafter, <coughs> thereafter, the Quran mentions, "فَإِذَا انْقَطَعَ الْبَوْلُ مَسَحَ مِنْ عَصْلِ الْذَكْرِهِ إِلَى الرَّأْسِ ثُمَّ يَنْتُرُهُ ثَلَاثَةَ." And so, once the person has finished urinating, then they hold the private parts and they wipe it three times and they shake it likewise three times as well. Of course, referring to darja, the men, disregard. And the hikmah behind that is that the person is able to always make sure that everything from the urine has exited the body. Everything from the urine has exited the body. And so that the person isn't still urinating after they have uh, purified themselves. So after they purify themselves, that they're not still urinating. And thereafter, it mentions, And so, 
the next uh, part from these adab, from these mannerisms, is that the person should not hold the private part with the right hand, nor should they perform the istijmar, nor should they perform the cleaning with the right hand. Naam. And this is due to the narration of Abu Qatada. Narration of Abu Qatada. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Aqal. La yumassikanna ahadukum. Dhakaruhu. Biyamini. Wa la yattamassah. Min al-khala'a. Biyamini. And so. You have the narration where the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentions that none of you should hold the private part with the right, with the right hand. And nor should a person clean oneself using the right. And this is hadith mutafaqan alayhi, and the hadith found in Bukhari Muslim. And we understand that to be the case. Why? Because the yameen, the right hand, is used for tahor or ta'am, and it's used for purification, is used for uh, eating, and the left is used to remove anything which is regarded as being. Uh, distasteful or harmful in that regard or lowly as we mentioned earlier thereafter it mentions ثُمَّ يَسْتَنْجِ بِنَ وِتْرَى ثُمَّ يَسْتَنْجِ بِالْمَاءِ فَنَقْتَصَرْ عَلَى الْإِشْتِمَارْ أَجْزَاءَهُ thereafter we have the mentioning of the person should make istijmar do the istijmar with the witr. Any istijmar witr. So using uh, an odd amount of rocks to make istijmar, to clean oneself. And so we understand from this, and then, and then to make istijar with water. Do the istijar with water. So we understand from this, barakallahu fikum. Is that first and foremost the one that does istijmar, the istijmar and istinja? This is akmal wa afdal. So this is most more complete, and this is the better way to do so. Naam. However, if the person was to just to suffice with the istijmar, naam, person was to suffice with istijmar, then they should do so. With the odd amounts, i.e., three or more, but in odd amounts, and this is due to the hadith of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, man istajmara falyutir. Hadith mutafakkan alayh. So I mentioned the hadith mentions that whoever performs istijmar and cleans oneself with the rocks, then let them do so with the witr, with the odd amounts. Thereafter, it mentions فَنَقْتَصَرَ عَلَى الْإِسْتِجْمَارِ أَجْزَأُهُ Yani, if the person was to suffice and 
perform the istijmar alone, then he would be rewarded by way of that. I due to the fact that if the meaning if the person was to purify oneself, so they were to suffice with istijmar and then become and then purify oneself, then they will upon them or the, then they have reward in that regard. And thereafter it mentions that the person would not be rewarded in that regard. أَقَلْ مِنْ ثَلَاثَ مَسْحَادْ So the person that seeks to do the istijmar with less than three Naam, less than three in the rocks which are clean and clear and clean then in this regard the person would not be rewarded and the person is not has not performed the action as is correct and befitting and so the person must do so with the least amount of it being free. For this is due to the fact that the Messenger of Allah commanded Amra al-Ahjar. He commanded with this being done with free. Now I'm free of them. Thereafter you have the Mas'ala That the person will use an istijmar be kulli tahir. So istijmar can be done with anything that is considered to be tahir. So the person can purify oneself and clean oneself with anything as long as it's considered to be any tahir. It's considered to be something which is pure. And this is due to the hadith which is, um, which is recorded by Bukhari. Where it mentions that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam alqa al-rawf or alqa al-rawfa wa qal innaha riksun that the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam threw away the dung and stated that this is yani riks is najis so it's not something which is considered to be pure and this is a narration found in Bukhari And likewise, it should be something which is, uh, if a person was to perform the istijmar, it's something that can remove, that has the ability to remove impurities. That's why it's mentioned in naqiyya or monaqiyya. So the person cannot use, for example, a zujaj glass. Or use fahm uh, to remove the, the impurities. You can't. You cannot say that they're using that they're going to use these 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 things or these materials to perform the istijmar. Rather, she be done with something with tahir and something which is a, that has the ability to remove impurities. And then it mentions illa rauf wal idam, except for. Dung and bones, except for dung and bones. And this is due to the narration 
أو ابن مسعود أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا تستنجوا بالروف ولا عظام فإنها زاد إخوانكم من الجن نعم وراه الترمذي أسو ابن ابن مسعود mentions that the the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said that do not perform istinja with the dung nor the bones for indeed this is for this is the provisions for your brothers amongst the jinn right, this is their food is provisions amongst the jinn dung is um huh yeah animal yeah animal feces feces Yeah, true, yeah. Now, and then finally, in this chapter, it mentions so not to use the bones either, because the bones are from the, what, what the, the jinn will use. That which has some form of nobility, that which is regarded as being. Something which is not noble or good. To not use something like that. Referring to what? If we say, So what was your question? If we're saying now, a person cannot perform this sinjat with, with that which is regarded as having hurma and some form of nobility or that which is regarded as having goodness with it. That's something that's regarded, that's regarded as having goodness with it, basically. What can, why, why can we not, or what is it, what's an example of something where we cannot use, we cannot use it for istinja, due to the fact it has goodness with it. Zamzam water, yeah. Food, now, food as well, why? What's the proof of it? What's the proof that we can't use food to cleanse oneself? The same hadith, the same hadith we previously mentioned. Now, what's the wajh, what's the wajh, the lead? What's the point? What's the point of the hadith that we can use it as proof for this part here? Then, because the provisions are in front of the bones. Now, if they're saying we can't use we can't use the bones to cleanse oneself because they're provisions for the jinn, then in Bab Ola, it goes without saying. That anything that is regarded as being provisions for an ins, mankind, either food or anything that has something of goodness from it that we can use, then this cannot be used either. Now, and the proof is you, that is used for that is the the same narration that we just mentioned, the narration of Ibn Mas'ud, <coughs> Anhu. And Bi'inni Ta'ala, that concludes the chapter in relation to the, cha- the chapter of uh, the Qada'i al-Haja. And inshallah, in our next lesson, we'll begin the chapter of wudu, in the chapter referring to the wudu now. Have three if you want.
in the house, okay? Urinating when in the house, okay? It's not allowed to stand and urinate, and then you said use using. Sit down. What's the hook of, you have to sit when you when you're using the toilet, or can you stand? So do you have to sit whilst urinating, or can you stand? You said something about a toilet facility, or is that something? I mean, any toilet that's not outside, really, where you're not hitting soft ground or anything. Okay, so basically, when one one once one is within the home and they 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 urinate. Are they allowed to stand up and urinate? No. So time. When it comes to the affair of the person standing whilst urinating, then the it's the same. It's almost the same discussion around the standing and the sitting, as well as the facing the qibla. That you fa- you find a narration that mentions that you must sit whilst urinating, and it's a command to sit whilst urinating and not to stand. Then you have the narration of Salman al Farsi. Where I mentioned that the Prophet ﷺ urinated while standing. That's when he was outside. So then you can say, so if he's made jam, it's similar, same thing. You can say the jam is that it's permissible to, to do so if you're outside. But if you're inside, No. But if it's if it's if it's a soft it's the same person and the soft using a soft surface though. And he's standing and he's outside. And it could be for example soft ground. No. No. Well, so so it's a similar it's a similar in terms of the ahkam that you could say if you were to make jump it's, first of all it's possible to make jump between them so we're not going to discuss nasikh and mansur or we're not going to discuss um, whether one supersedes the other in terms of strength because it's possible to, to reconcile and reconcile between them is very similar to the, the masala of facing the qibla is that you would say first and foremost is the is the is the, the the permissibility of it? Do we say the permissibility of this the urination urinating while standing? Is it for outside? Now, whilst inside, one must sit. That's possible to say. Likewise, as well, it's possible Allah Taala knows best that the 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 uh, hukum is in relation to it being makru. That the one standing, the hukum. Is that is makro, and this is what we generally understand from these uh, when you try to make jump between these narrations, jump between a nahi and then a fit on the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. Unless, unless there's something that in this relation to this masala, for example, and the masala before, where it mentions specifically that this hala is why they did the action. So, for example, this this uh, scenario is why he. Uh, prohibited facing the Kipla because he was outside. Naam. Or that he stood because he was outside. Unless there's anything that, that proves that or that uh, indicates that was that was why he did the action, then we can still make jump, but we would jump between the two becoming and then the, the Nahi 
and then the action will become the fact that it's makhru and it shouldn't be done to generally speaking No. No. That that that, that don't you um. That, that that doesn't negate the first point, in terms of let's let's uh let's say now we're upon the um which rests upon the tariq that is makro, so anything that is prohibited, even if it's the prohibition is upon tahrim or it's uh, the, the prohibition is uh, upon karahi. Is the prohibition has come for a mas for a maslaha. Naam. There's a there's a greater maslaha in that prohibition. And so the maslaha is there due to the fact that there's the ihtimal, there's a possibility, as you mentioned, that the person whilst urinating standing, that he will he may cause himself to uh or may cause uh, impurities to, to, to enter upon himself or his clothing, his body or his clothing. So there's maslaha for a person to sit. And hence why you have that uh, prohibition. The, pro- the, the, the fact that the prohibition is there doesn't necessarily, or the fact that the ihtimal is there doesn't now mean that it could be, it's, it has to be regarded as being haram. It's still makro. It could still be regarded as being makro. And it, the fact that it is, that the nahi is there is for the maslaha of the abd. And at the same time, um, no doubt when we understand makro in, in terms of, of its uh, of its definition, then the one that leaves it off is Yufab, uh, inshallah. He's someone that retains reward. So when we say makro, we, it's still something which is encouraged to be left off. It's just a case that if we say something is makro, then we understand as well that the person that does the action, that he uh, he may not be, uh, he won't, or if he doesn't, does actually he won't be punishable for it or he's not blameworthy for it. But it's rewardable if he leaves it off and it's better that he leaves it off. Now, no doubt all of us as, as Muslims and as uh, Ibadullah, we should always be acting in, in terms of what is best for our masalih, what is best for our benefit, the greater, the greater benefit in our affairs. Allah's best. No. Yes. No, so it's 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 based upon the qiyasan uh, upon the istijmar that the person would use the person using tissue and using anything that's like that. No, three times if because this this is the the purpose of it. No, Wallah. no. The water or the wiping. So they're two separate things. So the, the using the water and the wiping are two separate things. Any anywhere where where essentially where you where you you know that the the the, the um the, the you the urine would reach basically. No, so anywhere that you know the urine would reach, then the person washes there. If he wants to, if he wants to wash anything more of that in in bab to be safer and to be um, yeah, as a, as an action of caution for labats. Well, 
Are you saying should you pour three times? No, there's nothing. It says in terms of istinja, then this is something which is done, done as long as the, the, the cleaning is, is sufficient. <coughs> no. Well, uh, Yes, it's better. It's better to perform both. It's in this, as I mentioned, this is Akman. To form Istishmat and Istishmat, Istinja. No. 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 The hand, whilst if you're using the hand to. Urinate, for example. Yeah, so after you said like. <laughs> yeah, so could you, is that, so the shaking as well? No. Is that so then that's before anything, that's before any of the cleaning. Okay. See, that's, that's, that's the first thing the person does. Then they uh, begin the cleaning. With the, either with the water or the stones or Yeah, or both. No. Either with the water or the stones or both. No. Just one. Season 4 it says just using, like, you can you use one or the situation. other. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, then it's fine. It's fine, it's fine. All out of You can just do this, didn't you? All out of them. Barakallah fikum. Barakallah fikum. Barakallah fikum. Wa sallallahu wa barak ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.